Hello everybody, this is Clint Locklear with Rant of a Free Trapper. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world today and just trying to keep a little bit of freaking sanity every now and then. And why the stronger mind will always prevail, which we'll get in uh, at the end of the show. Before we get there, guys, if any of you know anybody or you have the connections yourself, could you get us a little break on the rain? Oh, my goodness. Now, my ducks are loving it. Uh, they've got a pond that's probably uh, 80 feet long right now in the side yard. They're, they're living it up up there. But you're talking about trying to catch some beaver when, when we're getting what we're getting. It is a nightmare. So if you got connections, you know, try to persuade somebody to slow the rain down a little bit, and I would appreciate it. Now, there's some exciting news here for some of you. Uh, and I would only assume that some people are going to take advantage of this. If you don't, I don't understand why. There's going to be a block of time, probably around uh, 21st of February coming up next month, up till about the 1st of or 2nd or 3rd of March, 2nd through the 2nd of March. Yeah, through the 2nd of March. And if you're looking to get some instruction, now, I'm not giving instruction. And the reason I'm not, I'm going to be in an area with uh, Chip Davis from Expanded Pans, Carl from Memphis, the guy that we've, we've done the shows with. You know, he's like part of the Trapping Mafia too. And Tim, which is the meat trapper. And they're going to have some, as they're setting up this farm, they're going to have a few days to give instruction. Now, I'm not the middleman for this, so don't be asking me questions about what the instruction is going to be. You need to contact them. Chip's really easy at expandapans.com. Tim's really easy at meattrapper.com. And then Carl, I've got to ask Carl how he wants, I, I don't know if he just wants me to throw his phone number out here on, online or not. So i got to figure out how to get in car, uh, hold of Carl. Now, everybody here knows Chip and Tim. Carl does a lot of hog hunting. He does a tremendous ADC business. He catches a pile of coyotes. Really good with beaver and otter and coon and, and all that type stuff. Phenomenal guys. I don't hang out with less than phenomenal guys. I'm just letting you know. So if you want to get instruction from some phenomenal guys that are really, really on the ball, uh, you need to contact them and set up some dates. Now, I do know that Chip won't be able to uh, give instruction on the 23rd because he won't be there. He's got to go take care of some business. Now, I'm going to be there, but I want to be crystal clear. It's kind of like the old George uh, Thorogood song. When I drink, I drink alone. So if I'm trapping alone, I'm trapping alone. And there's a couple of reasons for this. One... Uh, right after the instructions done, F&T's film crew comes down and we're setting up to film for a TV show. That it would be my priority over a student, so it's not fair to the student. Besides that, I'm going to have Travis with me and it's going to be kind of like instruction. But more than just instruction with Travis, we're going to be uh, possibly trying to film some stuff to do some more episodes of Trapping TV on YouTube. So my plate's going to be really full, and I, me personally, 
even though someone could just ride along, I guess, I know my personality well enough that I will go into teacher mode and I may screw up the other two missions that I have on this property. We'll be eating together, you know, we, we all that type stuff, but you won't be with me except probably at night or, you know, in the morning when everybody gets going. Now, the price of this is actually really good when you think about everything I'm getting ready to say. It could be for a couple of days. It could be for one day. It could prob probably be for three days. If it's my understanding, uh, some of the, the numbers I've got from some of the different guys, Carl, Chip, and uh, Tim, I'm not quite sure. So you need to work this out with them. But they're willing to take two students each. And I don't know if that's together or separate. So you'll have to work that out with them. Now, your transportation, when we're going in Arkansas, it's about 45 minutes probably southwest of Memphis. It's in Delta Country. It is a gorgeous piece of property. It is teeming with wildlife. Uh, I was down there last year. That's why I've done some of the filming that you've seen on YouTube. You're going to stay in a nice lodge. Uh, nice enough that Bill Dance is a member here. That's included in your $750 a day. Plus, Carl and probably his wife, Liz, which is absolutely the better half, is going <coughs> to be taking care of all the food and is going to be uh, uh, making sure you're probably overly well fed because we eat like kings when we go on these things. And then normally we sit around and just BS at night and have a good time. So your lodging is paid for because most of the time when you do instruction, it's not. And there may be a meal included, but all three of your meals are included. And we're going to have to be on machines, four-wheelers, Jap trucks. Uh, Travis is bringing down his new Honda. That's what me and Travis is going to be in. But depends on who's coming and when, because y'all need to plan this out now. Uh, even if, uh, if Carl has to go rent another four-wheeler or something uh, so everybody's comfortable to get around, he's willing to do that. So... Your lodging, your food, your instruction, uh, staying in a great lodge, and uh, sitting around and BS, you know, at night and then talk about trapping and stuff like that. So, it's it's got a, a, a fairly good skinning facility. The deal with the fur that's between you and the stu the instructor said, I ain't getting involved with none of this. I'll just smile and be happy when I see you, and we'll talk trapping, no doubt, or whatever else is going on. But on the day-to-day -day basis, I just want it to be crystal perfectly clear. I'm down there on a little bit different mission, so I'm going to be focused on that during the daytime. But if you're looking for great instruction from great trappers, you need to take advantage of this. It's, it's, it's something that I think you'd really, really enjoy and really, really profit from in the future. Now, before we get into the main subject of the, the show tonight, I want to thank our sponsor, which is Funky Trap Tags and Supplies. Um, I know what he's doing right now. I waited till this time of the day. It's 10 o'clock. He's drinking a rum drink on the beach of Mexico right now. This is when he goes on vacation, so I want to say uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the good weather. And he'll be back in about a week, but he's got some really, really good people that's taken over while he's gone and uh, getting all your stuff out to you.
but he's a sponsor of the rant he's also a sponsor on regular trapping radio so if you're looking to get products support the people that support what you support kind of makes sense a lot of times you get lost in, in in all the different things he's got great prices they got a great shipping department great customer service super simple he's all over amazon walmart bonanza ebay plus he has hilltop outdoors and he's got funky trap tags and supplies he's actually the shipper of my products now so that's how much i trust him so i just want to give a big shout out to funky trap tags and supplies we've all seen this in the last few days we, we, when i first saw it i couldn't i couldn't quite figure out what it was because I don't watch news like I used to watch news. And I think I'm more mentally sane for it. I listen to a lot more podcasts from from uh, uh, varying subjects and varying um, podcasters. Some are extremely liberal. Some are extremely conservative. Some are extremely libertarian. Some's about business. Some's about uh, permaculture. Just all kinds of different stuff. So that's kind of what's been going into my head, and the the crap that's on the news doesn't really vary in. But the other morning, I get up early, and uh, I turn on the, the TV, and I put it on Fox News, because I can figure out everything I need to know about the world's news in about three minutes on whatever station you're on. And there was this kid, looked to be in high school, which I come to find out that he was, in a MAGA hat, Make America Great Again hat, standing face to face with a native american indian while the indian beats on a drum right next to his face and is is doing one of his uh indian songs and the kid gives a a, a crap eating grin now apparently this has been a massive massive story over the last three or four days because what happens is what always happens is you got people that are always trying to be number one in the victims Olympics in America today and somebody took a, a short video of the kid right up in the Indian's face smiling put it on Twitter run it all over Instagram and Facebook and and, and all of a sudden because our media sucks so bad today they take all their news stories now from social media because I guess it's easier and they can say that's a source and it's not a source that's why they're not really journalists anymore but they ran with it and the message that was put out is that someone from the the white patriarchy wearing a make america great trump hat a racist got up in the face of this old crickety native american and was trying to intimidate him and smile at him while he was trying to do his traditional song and people went epileptic absolutely epileptic now that's kind of the norm today people jump to conclusions when they shouldn't people try to see a story where there's not they don't know the whole story and they don't care they just jump and that is that went on for a whole day A whole day of slamming these white kids from a Catholic school because he was trying to intimidate. Now this is a little skinny kid now. I mean, it, it's if you hadn't seen the picture, 
probably weighs about a buck ten. Um, clean cut, kind of has this this funny looking grin on his face, and this Indian's right up in his face. Now, what what happened? And most of y'all probably know this by now. And that's not what we're going to talk about. But there's some things in this that I would like to bring to light. The Native American, the indigenous people, which is the way that they were exclaimed, because somehow indigenous people are more righteous than non-indigenous people, and indigenous people are more spiritual than non-indigenous people, and indigenous people have more rights than non-indigenous people today, that the Indian with a longer film, he went and got in the kid's face and started beating his drum right next to his head. Kid didn't know what to do. Think about this. I think they said he was a sophomore or junior in high school. Didn't know what to do. Cameras all around him, and you you got a, a, a Indian beating his drum and screaming in your face. Now, before this happened, you had the, uh, I think they're called the Black Hebrews, which is a, a venomous organization that, that just hates white people. And they were calling these kids, saying that they were from incest and crackers and they should die and all this crazy stuff before the Indians saw that there was now people taking pictures and he wanted to get in on the act. So the kids were probably scared to death. Just imagine if, you're, if your son or daughter's sophomore, junior in high school and people are saying that they're from incest and they're pieces of crap and, and uh, they stole the land and they're the what's wrong with the world. What, what, a kid ain't going to know what to do with that. They were standing in front of the Lincoln Memorial waiting on their bus. And they got caught up between the crazy uh, anti-white religious Hebrews and the Native Americans. They went there to just be in the march of the pro-life. That's the reason they went there. They're sitting on the steps, not protesting, waiting on a bus. Some interesting things came out about that. On Joe Rogan's show, there's a lady that, that just had a podcast, and she's a reporter, and she tries to act like she's not biased against conservatives, but she most definitely is, because her bubble is, is very different from our bubble. Her reality is very different from what me and you would probably consider reality. And she said, but you know, there's a lot of people that see the MAGA hat as a sign of racist. Now, Joe Rogan was like, yeah, but it's not. But there's a lot of people that believe and feel that it's a sign. My question, when someone says something like that, who cares? There's a lot of people that believe the earth is flat. That doesn't mean that it is just because they believe it. IQ and emotion are not the same thing. Logic and emotion is not the same thing. Never has been, never will be. They believe. So if they see white kids in MAGA hats, they're the enemy. It's go punch a Nazi day. It's go get in their face. It's go intimidate them. It's go make mockery of them. It's go do whatever to show how displeased we are with their racism because we may believe that the hat means racist. It doesn't. Just because someone believes something doesn't make it so. But this reporter was stuck on this concept that since people see it as racist, 
then we have to understand why they act the way we do. No, not in a civilized society. You don't get to make those assumptions and then go act at them on the way that happened. Because what happened is everybody got so mad at these kids because he was disrespecting the the uh, the Native American, the indigenous people, of course, which is more power, you know, and the Indians were saying that y'all stole our land. I got news for you, Mr. Indian. We didn't steal your freaking land. We conquered your land. When you get conquered, you lose your land. That's historically what it was like when the actions between the white settlers and the Indians happened. When you conquered it, you owned it. Just like you owned it when you conquered other native people. No one stole a damn thing from you. You lost. End of story. We Like we stole Mexico. Give me a break. We conquered what we took from Mexico with soldiers. Luckily, in a civilized world, we in the Western civilization, the more enlightened people of the world, don't keep land and resources the way that we used to. So we've evolved. We got better. We understand that you don't have to do that anymore. That's showing the progress of the human species right there. But you can't look at things that happened in the past from the view of modern day civilized times. If you do, you're being dishonest. And that's what the Native Americans were doing with them. Now, if you don't know, there's like a massive movement of about indigenous people. If you listen to a lot of the college speak today, before they ever say their speech about anything, before you know it, they're talking about the poor natives. See, because it's really sad when you see educated kids get up and apologize for something they didn't do against people that are not alive in a historical time that no one understands anymore. But that's what your kids are being taught. And they're being taught that if you don't think that way, that you're a bad person. You're obviously a racist, which is not the truth. I didn't conquer any Indians. Hell, I'm part Indian. I don't hold any... I mean, that's, we lost. We lost that part of me anyway lost that's what happens now but what really flew me for a loop is how she was trying to justify how people see the hat is racist therefore the hat is racist therefore they can act the way that it is that is the most moronic way of looking at anything in the world now the biggest thing that i noticed personally and we've talked a little bit about this uh, off and on. My question is, were there any men at the Lincoln Memorial? I'm talking men, not boys. I'm talking men, not cowards. I'm talking men. Now, see, to me, a mistake a school did is they sent, and I've listened to the words of this teacher, and she seems like a great teacher, a, uh, a really nice woman they sent kids to a protest with a female sponsor teacher imagine in your mind all of the scenes you've seen in the last two years of these protests the bike chains the hitting the kicking the spraying 
all of a spraying of, of bear spray, all this type stuff that's going on. And this school sent a woman to be in charge of kids. These are kids, high school kids, in a, what could be a, a very potentially violent situation. Because what's to say Antifa wasn't going to show up with their chains and, and, uh, and their clubs when they were, were doing anything? So what's, what's the female, no matter how good of a person she is, what is the female going to do if Antifa or some type of crazy uh, pro, uh, pro-choice group shows up and starts getting violent at the protest? See, to me, that's a, that is a poor understanding of reality. Because you're bringing a civilized group of kids from a Catholic church or Catholic school into what could be a very possible conflict with uncivilized. And when you in the civilized always lose to the uncivilized in a direct conflict because th- their your emotions, what you think is right and wrong, what you think you should do, what you all that is in the world of civilization. Oh, we got to wait for the authorities. We got to call the police. Someone's going to come save us. They're not really going to hurt us. You know, all, all this type of stuff is going through the civilized mind because in the bubble of civilization, that's true 99.99% of what people deal with on an everyday basis. So the school didn't send men, whether they were dads or teachers, to go with these kids in this situation. To me, was crazy. Because what's the first job of a man? To protect now, what I would like to know from like a drone footage of the Lincoln Memorial, how many males were around when this was going on and they watched the Native American go up and surround these kids in MAGA hats? I would like to know that. You want to know why? Because if there were and they didn't go step in front of that kid and get between him and the Native American, or the people that were saying they stole the land and getting up in another kid's face, they are a coward. They're not a man. A man wouldn't even think about that. Would a man be nervous? Oh, yeah. That could be serious in a heartbeat. Would a man be afraid? Probably. But a man still is going to do what a man's supposed to do, and one of them is protect. You protect the weaker people. That's what you do. Now, I guarantee you if I was up there, I guarantee you if I was up there, Cindy would be throwing a fit because I would have marched my big butt and I would have wiggled my way in between that Native American and I would care less about the the cameras. And I would have stood between that kid and that Native American and all those other radical Indians. I would not have taunted them. I would not have done anything. I would have been a separation. You want to go through the kids, you got to go through me. It's, if it's only me, you're probably going to make it. But there's going to be some serious pain involved before that happens. See, that's what a man does. I didn't see a single man step between the protesters and the children. That is what makes me sick to my stomach. You want to know how to raise a, a, a child where he's going to be a man if he's a boy? That's a learning tool right there. 
a man goes and protects the children from the crazies. Yeah, you might end up in trouble with the law. Yeah, you might get your butt kicked. But you do it anyway. That is what should have happened, but didn't. Now, what happened to these kids afterwards is, is, is unbelievable to me in a society, in a modern society. Everybody on social media, I can't say everybody, I don't like uh, using uh, absolutes. Hundreds of thousands of people started giving death threats to these children. They were even giving death threats to the children that weren't in Washington, D.C. because there's a, a term that I learned called doxing. Hey, I'm older. I don't know these things. But see, this is the new weapon of the left. What they did is they got on Twitter and they got on Instagram and they got on Facebook. Anybody that lives next to the school, go find out who these kids are, what their names are, and then we will search online and we will uh, start figuring out ways to punish them. Doxing is what it's called. I, I guess it's D-O-X-I-N-G or D-O-X apostrophe N. I'm not sure. But they were the, these kids all of a sudden on their phone, because they're all on social media, they start getting hammered. Now keep in mind, these are high school kids. The threats are coming from adults. We're going to chain you into your school and burn it down. We're going to make sure you're there when we have a school shooting at your school. Your parents should be murdered with you. These are quotes, by the way. Once the, the crazy leftist got a hold of the doxing documents where everybody's sharing information, then they started going to the parents' workplaces to get them fired. They started hammering the school system. In the school system, if it is a male principal, shame on you, you big wussy. He started backing away from the children. The principal of the school, because there was negative press, big pussy. He started backing down. The teachers were getting death threats, very specific death threats. People are telling them where they live and they're going to come kill them and burn their house and, and all their family. Everybody that was related to this, just like the mafia. If the kid was there, or wasn't there, but is a member of that school, then everybody that's a relative of theirs should be murdered. And this went on for 24 hours. The news media was all over it to show how disrespectful the little white patriarchy male smiling at the indigenous people in his MAGA hat how the racist and the disrespect of the original people of this land. Why hundreds of thousands of people are threatening murder to children and their family.
it's almost like there needs to be repercussions. For, I don't know how you can get on social media and it's not illegal or you don't have to pay a fine or you don't or, or you lose all of your internet privilege or something. If you go on and tell kids that you're going to chain them in their school and burn them alive, how come no one ever gets prosecuted from that? I guarantee you, if it was a MAGA hat wearing kid that said that, the FBI would be right there. But not for the left. And I'm one that hates laws. I think, personally, social media needs to have laws written for it. And really the only law it needs is if you th physically threaten somebody, it's no different if you do it in person. So if somebody, all the death threats that I've gotten, pictures of my house, what gun they're going to use, how they're going to kill my pets, how they're going to rape my wife, all the stuff that I've gotten from that, you should be able to go down to the police department, let them trace the IP address, FBI goes, looks at the computer, yep, this is the dude, you're being arrested for threatening to commit murder. Now, see, if we do it face-to-face, -face, it's illegal. If we do it online, yeah, it's not really real. It's real them kids, I guarantee it. What I loved about this story is there was a lawyer that got so disgusted with it. He's providing services. He gave all the media, all the people on, on Twitter, even Twitter, 48-hour notice to apologize, to uh, take all their stuff back and apologize. If not... He's going to sue every single person. I hope he sues every one of them. I hope that it's a bad enough fine from this lawsuit, because it's civil, it's not jail time as far as I know, that it really makes people uncomfortable so they at least think twice about threatening to chain children up in a school and burn them alive. That's a law I believe I could get behind. Now, the liberals will never go for that because that goes against how they work now. See, conservatives, we say stuff sometimes. I've seen it on Facebook. But it's not the coordinated effort to destroy people's lives the way that it is right now. I think the conservatives, you, know, you notice I'm not saying Republicans because most of them aren't. But the conservatives, the libertarians, uh, the classic liberals, there needs to be some thought put in to a name like Trump gives Lion Hillary to progressives when they do this. I think a great one is to start calling them brown shirts. The brown shirt said. The brown Now most of these ignorant people that are saying burn the kids alive in their school they're not going to know what a brown shirt is, so they're going to have to go look up what a brown shirt is. Brown shirts are historically a group of people just like the progressives are now that Hitler used to control the population through fear. They beat people up all the time. They took their property. They exposed them to their neighbors. They, did it. they turned people against people. They got people fired. Does any of that sound familiar? They were the brown shirts. Now, the brown shirts started getting extra rowdy towards the end, so Hitler had them all killed. That's where the Night of the Long Knives, that's more than just an ACDC song. 
Night of the Long Knives. That's where that came from. Because all of a sudden, Hitler had to show that he had, that he was going to protect his people, and he had all these brown shirts running around like crazy people, so he had them killed. But maybe if we put the stigma of brown shirts on people on social media, where every time they say something like this, we use the term brown shirt. They're not progressives. They're not justice warriors. They're brown shirts. Now, there's, you know, there could be other ways of saying this. Maybe like um, something that's not very sexy or doesn't flow off the tongue very well, but something like uh, Salem Witch Accusers. Use something historical, which is, again, what did the Salem Witch Accusers do? They used fear to get people killed. Because if you don't think that if people are radical enough to say it's okay to burn children alive if you if you chain them in their school, if you don't think there's going to be a certain percentage of absolute psychopaths in that group that's going to go, yeah, that's what we should do. Of course, no one will ever take responsibility for that. That'll just be one crazy person. And we're all just angels because we all know the most loving, caring people in the world are progressives. I think brown shirts is a great name. I wish Trump would start saying that on the tweets when it was talking about this. The progressive brown shirts were attacking these children. Brown shirts, brown shirts, brown shirts, brown shirts, brown shirts. Because most of them are socialist. What do you think Nazis stood for? National socialist. That's how they do stuff. Now I want to bring in a little bit, I'm going to spin this around about 180 degrees on the topic as we finish up the show. Why do we let people, I was talking to this uh, Travis about this about two days ago. Why do we let people's comments on social media get under our skin so much? See, there's two ways to look at this. You've got the game, which is the way I choose to look at it. Because you definitely, for the most part, have people that could care less about the truth, just like the progressive brown shirts that I've been talking about. Or, or you have people that just have the agenda, which is the progressive brown shirts. And it's confusing. We've talked about this. If you're playing a game of truth-seeking and you're playing against a game, someone don't care about the truth but an agenda, you're not playing the same game. But why do we let them, why do we let antis get under our skin on social media so much? The evolutionary reason is pretty simple. In smaller tribes and in groups, when anybody started doing things that was outside of the norm of the group, it made everybody nervous and they had different ways of dealing with it until the last way of dealing with that is ostracizing or killing those people, ostracizing them out of the tribe or killing them. That's what native that's what the indigenous people did. That's how they dealt with people that were outside the norms inside of a tribe. And I think our little reptilian brains, the part of that that we can't control, when people tell us we're doing something outside of the norm and they're being nasty, I don't think that part of our brain can decipher if it's a stranger or your wife, your parents, your brother, 
someone at work. It's just as real because that has been implanted in us for centuries because if you don't do the norms and, and you're finding out you're doing something that's radically wrong, it could end up your death through either being ostracized and you starve to death and freeze to death or they're going to kill you. So I think that's the reason that we find it so important. And it's confusing. Because why, when you're doing something, you know, I, I do a video on uh, catching a coyote. And then people get so upset about that that they're, they're, they're saying, you know, that uh, we're, you know, I was born in incest and should be burned alive and skin alive and I should have, uh, you know, uh, guns fired at me and all the, I mean, I've heard on, on, online it's been insane about some of the stuff that I've, I've been told. Now, see, here's, here's, I think, the evolutionary reason is why we find that important. I think if you understand that and you get a grasp on that, I think it loses some power on you. The older you get, I think it loses a little bit more. The younger you are, the more prevalent someone telling you you're wrong, you're an idiot, you're a murderer, you're whatever it is online, why it seems so important. Because when you're younger... You're trying to fit in all the time. And now you're having people, you don't even know them, but you're having other human beings telling you that you're screwing up. And it makes you uncomfortable. Even if you know what you're doing is not wrong, I think it makes you uncomfortable. But if you know it, and you can logically work that through your brain, I think the logical part of the brain can outplay the evolutionary part of the brain on this one thing. Now the game. This is the way that I look at comments. See, I know what the game is. I've had some trappers play this game with me. Most people want to get a rise. And the reason most people say the crazy stuff they do is they're trying to get their tribe to see that they're really part of their tribe. And the only way you get recognition is you got to go further and further and further into crazy land on these comments, such as chaining up children and burning them in the school. Because that's really out there. I mean, that is way out there. But you're trying to prove your worth to your tribe. And the person's getting, uh, you're trying to make them change their ways by calling them a, you know, a, a bad person. Now, if you look at all this as a game, see, because I understand their game. It's not about truth. So when they say something like that, and I can see that it's not a truth of any kind, I know the game. It's a game. That's all it is, a game. Business is a game. This is a game. Social media is a game. I don't care what Facebook says it is. It's a game. When they call you all the stuff they're going to call you because you're a trapper or you support Trump or you're a libertarian or whatever it is, they're going to say it in a knee-jerk reaction and they're going to hit send and they're not going to give you any more thought past that unless they get another ding on their thing where you come back and you're trying to justify your actions, which is what a guilty person does most of the time. 
then they get they'll think about you right then and they'll fire off another how bad person you are and how ignorant you are and all this type stuff they won't think about you again unless you you comment back because they don't know you they're not really upset i've seen some stuff on facebook that that i mean it's got me really upset I, there was i was flipping down through there one day and there was a kid that was taking a dog by the tail I don't know how it was on Facebook. He was slamming it back and forth like Hulk did <coughs> um, on the adventures with a dog, and the dog was screaming. Why someone thought that was a good idea to put on Facebook, I have no idea. It disturbed me. Now, I can tell you, if I was there when this was going, I would have stomped that kid's ass regardless of his age to do that. So you can get upset, but it, but the, the game of seeing something like that or the game of someone just trying to shame you, understand the game. Once they shame you or try to shame you or try to guilt you or try to whatever they're doing, they don't think about you anymore, but you do. You fume on it. You come up with all these things you should say. You start thinking about how bad of a person it is. You're obsessed with a stranger somewhere out there that's no longer even thinking about you at all. He's on to the next target because he's got to prove his worth to his tribe. And you focus. Your energy's burnt up. You're in a bad mood. You're no fun to be around with your family or friends because of somebody out there in internet land said something mean to you. And they're no longer even thinking about you. Who wins that game? They win. If they get you focused on them where they're not even thinking about you and you have a bad day and you're always thinking throughout the day and you're just grumpy and you're just pissed off, they win. Think about that the next time you start getting mad. Think of it as the game. If you let them get under your skin, no matter how outrageous whatever they say is, you lost the game. To a, most of the time, a piece of crap person that would never have the courage to even look you in the eye in real life. You let that person beat you. bad, mentally, emotionally. You let them beat you because you didn't understand the game and you were too weak and you let them beat you because of it. Now see, if you've seen the game here, I just did this on Facebook the other day to a guy. Just It was under one of the videos. I don't know what it was something about me being a murdering bastard and all this type stuff that goes on I just hit in the comment question mark I didn't think nothing else about it the crazy person comes back and tries to, to elaborate question mark after like four times the person figured out I was just janking his chain I won that game I won that game I didn't care what they said I didn't even finish reading it 
I don't care what a stranger says to me that's not in my tribe. I don't care. I wasn't going to let them win the game. Most of the time, I just completely ignore it. They've already moved on. Why am I going to waste my time on it? It's just a game. Put it in that context, whether it's from a, a trapper, an outdoorsman. I've seen Travis get so mad when people are in two camps in the deer industry, bait or no bait. It's vicious. It's deer hunting. It's a freaking goat. That's all it is. You're going to go shoot a goat and you're going to get frothing at the mouth difference between, well, you ain't a real hunter if you use bait. Why dare you say that we're not a real hunter? And it gets worse and worse and worse. Then the tribes start piling on and everybody's mad. And, and the person that started that, they won. They're just laughing at all the idiocy that people are putting so much energy into because he made a stupid comment on a forum somewhere. Be the winner. If you didn't know what the rules were, now you know. The one who, who loses their emotion loses. The one that lets somebody else run their day loses. Because people that write stuff like it's okay to chain children in a school and burden them probably say stuff like that to 50 people a day. They don't even remember it the next day. And there's set somebody all freaking pissed off four days later because someone called them out and said that what they were doing was wrong. Play the game. More importantly, win the game. There's a reason the SEALs have the phrase, it pays to be a winner. Because it sucks to be a loser. Now see, winning and losing in this, it doesn't matter how big you are, how strong you are, how physically fit you are. You just have to understand the game for what it is. It's a mental game. It's like chess. They throw it out there. Eh, don't care. Don't let them get in your head, guys. That should be something that should be taught to kids from first grade on. It really should. It's not. That's what parents should be teaching kids all the time. Social media is a game. People aren't showing you their true face. You don't know who they are. They're just trying to get a rise out of you and ruin your day because in some sick way, their life is so sad that that's how they get their enjoyment. Don't let them beat you. Think about this the next time you start getting mad because of a comment online from a stranger. Your mental health will tell you it pays to be a winner.